You're listening to Rock of Ages, where I introduce my theater kid friends to my favorite classic rock albums. And when we look at a concert album or a rock opera, they introduce me to their favorite musicals. I was in the stands, rooting for our team, when I saw the Buccaneers cheer for the first time, standing on their hands, every move extreme. I looked around, do these people see what I see? These Truman girls were superhuman girls, and when they started to fly, I knew that I would find a way to be up there one day, cause in that moment I finally Hello everyone, and today we're talking about Bring It On. With me, I have Paul. No, people. Let's be smart and bring it off. And Romy. Oh, so now the talking cheese is going to preach to us. Bring It On is a musical with music by Tom Kitt and, get ready here, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Lyrics by Amanda Green and Lin-Manuel Miranda. And book by Jeff Whitty. Musicals loosely, loosely based on the 2000 film of the same name, written by Jessica Bendinger, focusing on the competitive world of cheerleading and over-the-top team rivalries. The musical premiered at the Alliance Theater in Atlanta, Georgia, in January 2011. The cast included Amanda Lee Laverne as Campbell, Adrienne Warren as Danielle, Nick Blamier as Randall, Ryan Redmond as Bridget, and award-winning competitive cheerleaders from across the country. The national tour of the musical played in major U.S. cities from November 2011 to June 2012, and from all music reviews, Stephen Thomas Rowine. Peyton Reed's affectionate yet razor-sharp 2000 cheerleader comedy Bring It On deservedly became a cult favorite, inspiring several direct-to-videos and this 2011 theatrical adaptation. Premiering in Atlanta and making its way to Broadway in 2012, Bring It On winds up being something of a natural fit for the stage, as the cheerleading routines can be translated into dazzling dance numbers. This is all fine for a theatrical production, but how does that translate to record? Well, the 2012 album may not have songs that really stand out from the production, but as a collection of narrative songs, they work quite well. Cleverly, the music from Lin-Manuel Miranda, Tom Kitt, and Amanda Green reworks sounds and rhythms from the 80s and early 90s. There are new jack rhythms, slick power ballads, a hint of new wave, peppering the lyrics with references to Facebook and crunk, enough to give this the veneer of the new, even if the sounds appeal across generations. The humor isn't as barbed or goofy as that in the movie, but that's fine. This is a good-natured, appealing, memorable musical that lives up to the reputation of the original film. Alright, what do we think of Bring It On by Tom Kitt and Lin-Manuel Miranda? I love me some Tom Kitt. It's pretty good. <laughs> no mention for like, like the so poster child for 21st century Broadway playwrights. Miranda made before Hamilton, because I knew about him before Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I found out about this musical way a lot of Broadway musicals before, um, before I started getting into like getting into theater stuff in the mid-tens and that was through a performance at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade Very and nice. they did I Got You which is the closing number that does it, it, sound, it sounds like a, a, a song that's meant to be played at a parade yeah yeah I remember the line I Got You like Pokemon and Pikachu kind of I, threw oh me my off. god I cringed so hard yeah, at that line <laughs> yeah and the, and then the rest of it is like over and Gale Big Bird and Snuffy and then like and the Brian Angelina line didn't age as well as people were hoping. <laughs> oh my god, I was thinking the same thing. Like, how many years before the divorce was this? I don't know. 
they can easily replace it like with like Sasha and Ursi or something. They honestly would. If there was like another cheerleader musical to come out in a couple years, I guarantee you they would make some sort of reference to Amphibia or the Owl House or like She-Ra maybe. Um, yeah, um, I watched a movie at a festival. Um, it was called Backspot. It's like basically the gritty reboot of Bring It On. We Are the Tigers sounds like a gritty reboot of Bring It On. It's like cheerleaders, it's fun, and then they're killing everyone. And, uh, let me just say, um, Backspot, it, it's just kind of a gritty reboot because, like, somebody has, like, a injury, and it's a bit, like, Bring It On meets Whiplash, and, like, the main character plucks her eyebrows a lot, and, like, is basically, like, a gross-up close-up when they when she we first see her do it. Yeah, um, I, I like this better than We Are the Tigers. Uh, I think it's, I think it's interesting to see where Lin-Manuel Miranda got his start. Well, he didn't really get a start here. That was, like, in the Heights, where he made a name for himself. But this is, like, one of his earliest examples of collaborating with a, another big-name playwright, like Tom Kitt. But at the same time, I'm like, this is just another one of those musicals to throw on the pile. I was surprised to find out Jeff Woody made the book. He made a little musical. Maybe you heard of it. Ooh! Avenue Q. Oh, the the puppet one. Oh yeah. I, I will love to get to Avenue Q. That, that kind of makes that kind of makes sense, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this 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 will this will probably be my yeah this will probably be my call in to look at Avenue Q. Yeah. Uh, what's Head Over Heels about? Is that like a is that a jukebox musical? It's a jukebox. It musical is for the Go Go's. I knew it. I'm sorry, but I already have the and perfect like Go Go's jukebox musical, and it's called Radio Rebel, sir. Uh, and uh, that musical is uh, based on Sir Philip Sidney's Arcadia. Is that like an old book? Yes. Uh, very early novel set in uh, it was like a Greek place. Hmm. It was like set in a Greek province called Arcadia. And it has the backdrop of the Go Go songs. It's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's like if I had a yeah, nickel it, it, for a jukebox musical that took place in Greece, I'd have two nickels. I need to okay, refresh my mind. Um, Mamma Mia, man! Oh my God! How? <sighs> <laughs> But that kind of also reminds me of, like, Sofia Coppola's uh, Marie Antoinette movie with the backdrop being, like, post-punk and all that stuff. Yeah. But, uh... Speaking of post-punk, <laughs> uh, this musical... <laughs> this This musical um, ain't post-punk. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, on the subject of Head Over Heels, I shared some pictures in the server of the Pasadena production of it. They They, like... They put seats on the stage and like made it like a, a dance party. Oh damn! Who directed this? Rachel Chafkin? Uh, I don't remember who did. It. Uh, let me just look it up. <laughs> this looks quick. like a. This honestly looks like a Chafkin move, even though it's it's probably not her. Yeah, it's probably not. But uh. But yeah, uh, this musical bring uh, it on. It was on. directed by. It was directed by uh, Jenny Coons and Sam Pinkleton. Good for them. Uh. Bring It On is uh, good. It's good. I won't admit that it's good, but that's when I admit it's good. I'm not going to be like, holy <laughs> shit, greatest musical I've ever seen in my life, man. When you have a line like, I no, got I you, like, I got you, like, Pokemon got Pikachu, you you lost me. I mean, they got, they got some good lines in there. I mean, sure they do. Uh, oh, it and I don't find the the lyrics to be all too cringy because uh, something isn't right here. That's like a 
a send up to like the police. You can hear like that that reggae beat. That's that that's definitely like a send up to the police. And then there's like a line that's like, "Yeah, I got a spidey sense." And I'm like, "Yeah, cringy on its own." But if I was to picture Sting singing it in his faux Jamaican accent type thing, I'd be like, "Yeah, that actually kind of does sound like something Sting would sing." Like, something isn't right here. I got a spidey sense. I don't know. I can't do a good sting impression. I I know that the I think I mentioned this in my notes. The in I got you. There's the line. I thought you were a spoiled, rich, uptight little white bitch. Now I think you're just white. <laughs> that is a that is a good line. Yeah, that's a great line. Yeah. I, when the, when the, when it hit when a good funny musical line hits, it really hits. Yeah. Uh, I can't really pick any more off the top of my head. Uh. I think actually I think there was one in um, uh, It's All Happening where like one of the people mentions Michael Jordan was a cheerleader once because uh, it's on Wikipedia so it has it's to be on true. Wikipedia so it must be true. <laughs> yeah, and I think there was like a little yeah that like that immediately succeeded and, and that 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 kind of broke me. I was like what what noise was that? I I really like the noise um it was in something isn't right here and the boyfriend's like Baby, what? <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty fun. It's it's pretty funny. This is funny. Uh, the music music I kind of found to be a bit boring for like the first uh, five songs or four songs. Well, technically just three that. songs because the overture and Welcome to Jackson aren't really song songs. I just found the, the music to be kind of boring and cliched. But then we actually got to Jackson and we were like, oh is this new jack swing this is new jack swing and i was like i was like sold for the rest of the musical <laughs> and like uh, like do your own thing we ain't no cheerleaders friday night jackson it's all happening i mean it's all happening is uh kind of like proto hamilton like it just sounds like a proto hamilton song or something but like for it everything else like that yeah, for everything else, it's it just hits. But And for those who are confused about what New Jack Swing is, uh, Rate Your Music describes it as mixing light hip-hop and funk production techniques and contemporary R&B vocals and melodies. The beats are generally up-tempo and utilize aggressive drum hits. The genre peaked in popularity during the late 80s after releases such as Groove Me by Guy and Miss You Much by Janet Jackson became top five hits. And the most famous uh, new Jack Swing album you probably might have heard of is Rhythm Nation 1814 by Janet Jackson. Which I'm pretty sure it has that song that is famous for breaking a few computers. Oh my god, I was going to mention that. <laughs> yes. Um, so, like, a couple years ago, people found out, like, Rhythm Nation could, uh... It, 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 there was something in, like, the rhythm that could, like, break a computer certain models of computers and like the issue was big enough to be declared like a major cyber cybersecurity risk but then like when it, it became being widely reported it just became a joke <laughs> I, i've heard good things about that album i should listen to it and then maybe add it to the wheel because we need more female representation and i need a new computer i want to i need an excuse to break this computer so i can get a new one a better one <laughs> a better one So I know my 
Stone thing and uh, Friday Night Jackson are stone cold bangers, in my opinion. But my favorite song is the title one. Your favorite one is the title one? Yeah, bring it, bring it on. I, get, I, get I truly that. believe I that they're that. going to bring it on. Like when she's calling up, when uh, the main girl Campbell is is calling on her friends. It's it's like anime. It's like uh, anime power up like scene in a like Sailor Moon type show. Ah, uh, it is pretty hype. Yeah, it's also followed by uh, Killer Instinct, which uh, I I've heard tell about, but I I I thought it was gonna be a stone cold rocker, but I still really liked it. So yippee. Yeah, no, I, I knew what I was getting into. That was the only song I heard before getting into this. Yeah, I forget the lyrics, but I know they were funny. It was basically the the sophomore cheerleader explaining everything she did in order to become the leader of the cheerleaders. And she didn't she didn't list murder, but uh, she could have. It was it, it definitely wouldn't be beneath her. I think she's more despicable than that because <laughs> what's worse than murder than letting your victims live? Damn, that was deep, bro. Nah, no, not really. <laughs> no, Could have deeper. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, anyway, that's the only good song she has. The other two songs suck. <laughs> what are the other two songs she has? She has better, 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 better. Yeah, and uh, I'm and Eva's rant. Uh, is that by her? Yeah. So yeah. that they they gave her one good song and then two terrible, barely songs. It's a one minute long songs. Not even one and minute long. Eva's rant is like 30, 30 seconds. And it's barely a rant. It's a temper tantrum. <laughs> there are some genuine moments in this musical that hit for me. But then there are a lot of moments that don't. Like um, one perfect moment I thought was too like low key and saccharine. Enjoy the trip. I, I, I enjoy a nice country folk rock feel as much as the next guy. But trying to fuse it with uh, a musical is I wouldn't say ill-advised, but uh, it doesn't really equate to something really meaningful. Like, say, by something by Neil Young or, like, I don't know, what's another folk rock, country rock artist we did? And I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to compare them to those acts. I'm just, it's just, like, when it comes to that st- style of music, that's what I'm going to gravitate more towards and not the musical's attempts to uh, ape it. <laughs> and then there's also... Uh, we're we're not done. I just said, yeah, but I am. And uh done with everybody's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, after Killer Instinct, the songs really just dropped out for me. Like, yep, these are songs in a musical about cheerleading. Keep that Killer Instinct, which by the way is on uh Jay Frillis's top 30 villain songs list. It is. It's mm-hmm. the only song. It's one of the only songs he hears out of context. Hmm. Well, one day he will hear the song in context, and he can see the true genius of young Lin-Manuel Miranda. (laughs) I don't know why I keep saying his name so triumphantly. I think it's because, like like I said, he's like the poster child of 21st century Broadway playwrights. But um, I found it interesting that Tom Kitt and Lin-Manuel Miranda collaborated on this one. Because, like, uh, for real... Tom Kitt's more based in rock, while uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda doesn't really have that. Uh... He comes from a different like musical background. He introduces like a lot of EDM hip hop beats into the music. And I and actually I I actually read uh I didn't read my my film teacher in a lecture on the In the Heights film. He told us that he believes that a musical works better with like rap stylings than rock stylings because with 
with rap, the uh, the lyrics flow out better as opposed to a more rigid rock structure. And which honestly, I, I kind of agree with him on that front because uh, there's a reason why Lin-Manuel Miranda has been so acclaimed over the past 10 years. I still would love to hear a rock musical when I can. Rock songs are better when they're more theatrical, I think. I Maybe mean, not too theatrical, uh, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like- I think that's the that, that's a... That's a huge reason why theater kids love Elton John or David Bowie or Billy Joel because they th- they bring that theatrical element. Oh, and Bruce Springsteen. Those four. Those those four really bring the theatrical mm-hmm. elements to rock that glam, some some people glam don't. rockers. Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't really call Being Billy Joel rocker. and Bruce Springsteen to be glam rockers, but they they have the theatrics. One can be theatrical without being glam. Uh, Meatloaf. Meatloaf. That's another big one. Yeah. Like a a good rock musical or an acclaimed rock musical, it it owes itself to power ballads and stuff like that. Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. If if you're trying to make a, a rock musical with just patter songs and slow ballads, it's it's gonna sound clunky and weird and, and in some tr- cases low key and derivative. But uh, using more contemporary musical stylings like Lin Manuel Miranda does here it does make it sound more fresh than something like, uh, I'm not going to say Catch Me If You Can, because that's not rock musical at all. Uh, something like Spring Awakening, or um, I didn't really I like 35 I It's been a while since I've checked out 35mm, but I, I, I lump it in with the rock musicals. Yeah, the, hmm. and Heathers. No, Heathers, is, Heathers can get away with it. Uh Maybe it's because it also incorporates a lot of 80s elements into the, the music. I don't know. I was, I was thinking, I'd love to see Disney make a rock musical. Hmm. Like a full-blown like rock musical. They made Freaky uh, Friday. Hey, does that count? Well, does anyone um, remember Freaky uh, Friday? I, I, actually, I mean, like, as like a, an animated film. Hmm. That would be oh. That would go pretty yeah. hard. Yeah, I agree, yeah. And I don't know where to bring Greg Common into this uh, conversation because it is like all the genres. <laughs> it, it For one minute, it's a rock musical. For the next, it's a pop musical. Then it's like dark cabaret, and then it just veers into uh, electro pop. It is it is all over the place, and that's what it, makes it one of the the best musicals of the twenty first century. Like it, I think the genre could easily be classified as other. <laughs> yeah, my favorite genre. Or all of the above. Yes. All of the above. Yes, the the genre is yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'd love to see Disney do like an that ups between genres. Yeah. Which is great comic. They kind of did it with Moana, but not quite. Yeah, it had it had the it had the crossover songs. Uh, You're welcome had the little rap break. Uh, Shiny was Shiny was glam rock. David Bowie, yes. Yeah, but uh, it it didn't commit. Which honestly, I like it for because the the Moana soundtrack is awesome. Yeah. yeah. But um, I I kind of I feel compelled to mention Hades Town in this conversation because that's like a folk musical mm. that. It's an American Americana musical that it's it's ma- basically folk with elements of jazz and blues and like practically every other American music genre before rock and roll. But I don't know where to mm. put I don't know where to put that musical because like like the actual setting of the musical, it's it almost it's almost outside of time. It it shouldn't really be brought into other conversations because it it feels above. It's like yeah, other world. That's why we love it. Yeah, that's like, why we love it so much. That's why it's the greatest musical hey. of all time, even though Great Comet is still my personal favorite. I had a realization. So 
if Disney did make a rock musical, I don't think they're going to do it anytime soon, just because the most recent musical was Wish, and that had a got a pop singer, a pop writer, hmm. to come in and do the songs. Yeah, it, it, it was the guy that did a bunch of... Yeah, the songwriters didn't, like, the lyrics aren't great. Um, yeah. The writer is known I, for I making Britney is, Spears I mean, songs. This, and... wish is, this Wish in particular... Um, I saw Jess talk about it in her server, and it like there it was full of a painful rhymes. Yeah, like, I, I don't know rhymes that aren't quite rhymes. It can't be as I bad as. Ariana ca- DeBose was good yeah, uh, before we mention the Ariana DeBose connection, I do want to bring up the painful rhymes in Steve Miller Band's "Take the Money and Wrong" because I don't think I'll ever have uh, another reason to do this ever again. Uh, tell me if these lyrics are better than the ones in "Wish." Billy Mack is a detective down in okay. Texas. You know he knows just exactly what the facts is. He ain't gonna let those two escape oh. justice. He makes his living off of the people's taxes. Oh, that, that, I, I, I don't know. It's, I mean, it, it's, like, it's uh, uh, way more, way more, they, Smarmy? Clearly they had, a, like, a more of a struggle than, it, it, it was more of a struggle than hmm. wish. It could just been like these guys were on drugs. They were trying to reach for any rhyme. If it, it, it made sense in their head, it doesn't make sense on paper. But oh well. But yeah, uh, like, wi- wish. Um, I have not seen Wish. I have not even heard the soundtrack yet. But I I have heard like a snippet of Is this the thanks I get on like a TV spot on Disney Channel? And honestly, the the beat is kind of nice, if a little generic. The chorus but, is the good part. The yeah. chorus is the good part, and everything else. Yeah, the lyrics are just yeah. yeah. Disney needs to make a comeback with the. There's the crowd. a section that sounds villainous, but everything else doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> a villain song should sound villainous, right? Hey. Yeah. Yeah. And only like one part of it sounds villainous. Yeah, and if Disney wants to win back the people, maybe it sh- it really should make a rock musical. I sh- I should like usurp everyone who's in charge of Disney and just make a rock musical. Yeah, Wouldn't that be so awesome. I'd yeah. I'd personally be the one in of a rock musical yeah well anyway um something it's uh one thing something something ariana DeBose. she's both in wish and bring it on yippee tangent yeah no! she's uh like there are the three main people that are named for being a part of the dance group we got the main person that's uh bridget i think that's who it is, is it bridget or it's oh, the probably <laughs> the main person that it's the the main girl that's that's the leader of the the three. The other two are Nautica and Lishinaga. I can't I, remember the. I think I, I think I think but, Ariana is uh, Nautica. Yeah, she is. I think, and I kind of confused with Nausicaa, the uh, the the anime movie from the eighties. <laughs> I think I think that was like Studio Ghibli's yeah. first. Uh, the early Ghibli. Yeah. Ariana DeBose in the Valley of the Wind. <laughs> I would kill to see that though. It sounds fun. Do you guys want to know how I am the a young kid still? Like I still don't know stuff. Oh. Well, I was I was telling my parents that I was doing uh, Bring It On the musical for the podcast today. I didn't I didn't tell them today. I told them like last week, uh, but I was telling them that I was doing Bring It On shortly, and they were like, "Oh, you mean like the movie?" And then I was like, "Wait, it's a movie?" <laughs> and that's how I found out that Bring yeah. It On was a movie. Has a lot of sequels. Yes, it yeah, does, like, and none of them are good. So I hear. I remember we 
we watched one of the Bring It On sequels at a slumber party I was at when I was 11, and I barely remember any of it, and <laughs> I must have fallen asleep during it. I, it, I, it's, it's, that was only the second time I fell asleep during a movie at a slumber party, and the, the first time was when earlier that year when they were watching uh, from Justin to Kelly. Hmm. Well, um, there's a section on the Bring It On Wikipedia page for the movie's cultural impact. It will not surprise you to know that they do not have cultural impact sections for any of the Bring It On sequels. Which are, Bring It On Again, Bring It On, All For Nothing, Bring It On, In It To Win It, Bring It On, Fight To The Finish, Bring It On, Worldwide Cheer Smack, and my personal favorite, Bring It On, Cheer Or Die. Which, by the Bring way- Bring It On, <laughs> Cheer Or Die sounds like a, sounds like a, a, a- it sounds like the working oh, title for We Are the Titers. We are the <laughs> <laughs> same brain cell. <laughs> Man. No. When are when are they gonna get stage musicals? Shake my head. Killer instinct to give you the nerve to grab everything you want in life but may not deserve. Like if some girl's in your way, there's only one thing to do. You blackmail your mother who sits on the school board to get Campbell transferred and writ from the life that she knew. And your dreams come true. Your dreams come true. And your dreams come true. Your dreams come true. And your dreams come true. Your dreams come true. And your dreams come true. Oh, oh, it takes that killer instinct. I probably also mention, because I don't, I'm not sure if you know this yet, of the, you got Ariana DeBose and then you have the other character. I do um, have the other character. They are. This is actually the, the first Broadway musical to feature a transgender high school character. Oh, that's right. We talked about that a little bit before recording. Yeah. There, uh, there the really... the person who. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say there was a little caveat to that. Oh, go on. Oh yeah, the caveat was that the trans character in the musical was not played by an actual trans uh, performer. That wouldn't happen until. Uh... 2021 for the uk tour yeah it's like uh i i i equated it to the uh jacket little pill controversy which yeah uh my my personal philosophy if you're gonna have a trans uh, character or a non-binary character in your musical they should be played by a trans or a non-binary uh, actor but the good news is they get one of my favorite songs it ain't no thing oh wait that was the... my favorite song hmm. 10 out of 10 was that the that was the 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 trans uh, person song? You have Ariana DeBose sings the first part. You have yeah. Mm. For some reason, I was thinking of like uh, the think scene in the Blues Brothers, where Aretha Franklin's just singing her heart out, and that's that's the mental picture I got for this song, even though that's probably not what the song was at all. I should have read the synopsis on Wikipedia, but I didn't. <laughs> Oh, you don't know the musical. Do you know the musical, Romy? Uh, uh, wait, what? which one? Uh, I, I'm kind of tuning out. Uh, out. It's okay. We were talking... I was just asking if, if either of you actually knew the plot. As someone, oh, who, oh, as someone, who, as someone who has not seen the original oh. Bring It On movie, or even knew its existence, or read the plot summary on Wikipedia, no. I'm going into this blind. Uh, Should I do like a quick synopsis? Please, or? please yeah. I'll just do a reel of Bring It On the Musical. All right, quick synopsis. There's a girl. She's She becomes the leader of the cheerleaders. She gets introduced to a person that's a sophomore, and she's like, she makes her her like 
figurative right-hand man, or however they call it in cheerleaders. But basically, if if three people, including her, get out of line, then she becomes the captain. And mm. so, after that scene, Mariah's editorial says lines were drawn where it was no longer allowed to be the captain, and she got districted. That's the parrot head. Yeah, I, I hate to and burst... she becomes popular because of her curves. Paul, I, I hate to burst your bubble, but while you were in the middle of your synopsis, my computer shut down. Oh, no. But I, 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 I got the gist right up until you said, like, she became the right-hand man, and then things happened, and that, that's, that's bring it on. Basically... Every time you mention the, every time you try to bring up the plot, so my character. my computer is trying to kill itself. Oh man! But I think I got I think I got it, and uh, I think the plot we should... isn't that bad. Yeah, but for, I think uh, basically should... they lose. That's the ending. They lose, and the villain gets the trophy and and runs off like Gollum with a ring. But I thought the Christmas tree always taught me you always when you're when you're good. <laughs> Bastard. No, those bastards lied to me. Uh, should we should we wrap this up so my laptop doesn't try and kill itself more and more? Yeah, I'm cool with that. Okay. I don't have too much to talk about anyway. One one more thing I wanted to bring up was uh, the the song tryouts the the piano riff that opens up the song is literally the exact same guitar riff used by Brian May in the song Father to Son by Queen on their second album Queen 2 and I am so pissed off at Lynn Manuel Miranda right now <laughs> and for the record uh it could have been Tom Kitt but it's it's just funnier to blame Lynn Manuel, Manuel Miranda I also think that mm. listening to this album out of context about the leprechaun suit it's kind of funny, out of context. I guess so. It, it almost sounds like the musical was written on drugs. This it's is because the, you have no idea this is the what Sergeant, the heck it's supposed it's to. It's the Sergeant Peppers of, of or musicals. How that gets into the plot. It's surprisingly a sober answer, but I'm just not gonna say. <laughs> well, uh, I think we should uh, wrap up here because my computer wants me to because it keeps cutting out the internet. Apparently, uh, I'm gonna give this like a 7.2 because it's good. And I recognize it for its goodness, but um, it's not anything I'll go back to. Like, there's there's nothing about it that screams, hey, I'm going to go back to this. Uh, and for the record, Queen 2 is a better album than this, as if there was any doubt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how, about, how about you, Paul? I think I'm going to give it the same rating, 7.2. I probably wouldn't recommend it to a rock kid. Yeah, none, none of us would. <laughs> That's how- a... It's it's a good, it's a pretty good album. I love how we just, when, whenever we look at m- musicals that are like set in high school or about cheerleadings, we just give them like somewhere around the seven area, except for Heather's. Because mm. for, for some reason, Heather's, Heather's sticks out above the rest. And I think it's because of all the Tumblr memes. Uh, I give it a seven. Uh, I mean, actually more of an eight because the songs are bops. That's fair. It was, for if a song is a bop, uh... Nothing can't it. Nothing it can't top. I don't know. I hate rhyming. Have we done the Rupert Holmes connection yet? Oh, uh, I forgot to do that. Oh man. Uh, let me try. Tryouts features the riff from Father to Son by Queen off their 1974 album Queen Two. Uh, Queen Two was produced by Roy Thomas Baker. Roy Thomas Baker also produced the Cars debut, which came out in 1978. 
also coming out in 1978 was Devo's Q Are We Not Man, A Are We Devo, which was produced by Brian Eno, who in 1975 released Another Green World, one of the great art rock ambient albums. Eno was also known for his collaborations with David Bowie, in, especially in the mid-70s in Berlin, which gave us the song Heroes which was released in 1977. Also released in 1977 was Margaritaville by Jimmy Buffett, which is a song about living life on a beach and drinking a fruity alcohol drink. And do you know what else is? What? Pina Coladas. Pina Coladas. <laughs> yep, which was released in 1979 by Rupert Holmes. There, we did it. No. <laughs> okay. You probably the... could have skipped a few steps if you thought about Lin-Manuel Miranda and... The fact that he wrote Shiny, and that's a David Bowie-esque song. I know, uh, but <laughs> I took I took the long oh, well. way because that's just oh, well. who I am. What matters is we got there. It's more fun. Somehow. Anyway, so we were originally supposed to do Jamie's birthday episode a couple episodes ago, but then it was Thanksgiving, and then she got sick, but now she's okay, which means our next album is going to be Sleater Kinney, The Woods. All right, thank you. I'll take first place and throw 